dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-dad. No, I'm not. No, we're not. We're not co-dads. Oh, God. Cut that. Hey, (laughs) we'll see. Uh, We'll leave it. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Szymanski. Now, Jared, this is normally where I would ask you how the heck you're doing, but at this point, I don't care. You divided our friends. Hey, they hate the man that tells the truth. That's all I'm going to say. It has been a roller coaster, Uh, but I'm just glad to bring healthy discussion and a little bit of a, you know, public discourse to our, to our friend group. It was too peaceful for too long. Yeah, boy, howdy was it? I opened up Snapchat today and my goodness, there was just a flurry of activity. Everybody yelling at you. You were, I mean, you were in the wrong. No, first off, I I was in the right. Second, I brought David with me. I said David would be the one to build my church, and look what look what happened. He did. He came along. I wasn't alone. He did. Uh, no. The fact is, and uh, I stand by where I where I landed last week, um, on on the fact that breakfast food is no good and brunch is really the meal between <laughs> breakfast and lunch. And at one o'clock in the afternoon, it's just lunch. All right. Well, stand by it. if you say so, if you haven't listened, go listen to the last one where Jared just goes all out on the joys and beauty of brunch. No. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, well, anyway, I, I'll be polite. How the heck are you? You know what, Joe? I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty good. Me, I'm, I'm pretty good. We're going to talk about the weekend, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Ben's going through like a, like a triple storm right now. And it's, it's kind of a, so I don't, this kid, my son, (laughs) that's him, this guy, this guy, when, when he goes through his developmental phases and like, no matter what it is, the number one thing that's affected is his sleep. He's happy go lucky all day long. It doesn't matter. He'll play and he'll run around and maybe he'll be a little bit more like clingy and stuff like that than normal. But boy, he just decides that, yeah, I'm not going to sleep. I don't feel good. I'm not going to sleep. And that's, that's what he decides. And it's, I mean, it's just killer. Like this week, I think he is literally going through a developmental leap, a a small growth spurt. And also uh, 90% sure that that tooth is finally going to pop through. Coming through. So, we're uh we're really hitting on on all cylinders here and uh and the sleep is minimal. Oof, that's hard. That's rough. So, poor I mean, Ben. What are you gonna do? Poor. Hey, he's the one that's got to push those teeth through the gums. I I, yeah. I just lose a little sleep. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. That that is rough. Yeah. Um, how about you? How's how's life? It's all right. You know, it's not too bad. It's uh. It was a good week. It was a long week. Last week felt super long. Yeah. Like Wednesday came and I was like, it is only Wednesday. Like I feel like I'd been going for days. Um but it wasn't too bad. And then the weekend came and we had some fun on the weekend. Um we uh our our buds Drew and Kara and Matt came over. Nice. And uh we said that we would make them some hibachi. So Okay, explain hibachi to me. So and let me give you some background. We, so my mom is a nurse. Um, mm-hmm. So one of our like Christmas traditions 
uh, as we got a little bit older and she started like actually having to work on Christmas day is we would go out to eat on either Christmas Eve or Christmas day. It didn't really matter. It started as Christmas okay. Eve. Cause like my mom would be at work until like seven o'clock. So we had to like find something that wasn't a massive, massive meal. Right. Right. Um, and so hibachi and Chinese food is, you know, just like Christmas story says, uh, it's always open <laughs> yeah. on Christmas Eve, right. Or Christmas day. So we started going to yeah. hibachi, but I always assumed it was just like the same, like it's just food that they grill in front of you. That might be a little naive to think, but I just thought hibachi yeah. was like, yeah, if they grill it in front of you, that's hibachi. You know what? I think that that's kind of how I would define it. It's an experience, Jared, just like brunch. Okay. Brunch is trash. Hibachi. Fantastic. <laughs> they flip the shrimp uh, in your mouth and everything. Fantastic. So apparently, the definition of hibachi is a portable cooking apparatus consisting of a small grill over a brazier. I don't know what that is. All right. But so it is the grill itself. So if you're getting hibachi, you're so, getting yeah. the cooked food in front of you. Okay. Yeah. So did yeah. you flip a shrimp oh. into Drew's mouth? Well, Kara is like very allergic to shellfish. Disappointing. So so I did not. Um. But uh, but we were cooking it. I had prepped the rice the day before because we used day-old rice for fried rice. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's staler. It doesn't stick as much. Um, so it's a little bit firmer. It's just a it's just a better fried rice experience if it's stale. Okay, right on. Learned something um, today. Yeah, you're welcome. So I prepped that that up the day before, and I made garlic butter the day before. Um, so the day of, I just kind of cut up the meat got everything around and, and started cooking. So everybody yeah, came out into the shop and, and we just kind of hung out around the grill and I was cooking and, and doing all my stuff. And then disaster struck. Oh, no. And uh, I was so defeated. Um, I, I was cooking and the meat was going fine. I probably kept it on a little bit longer than I needed to. And I put the rice on a little bit later than I needed to. I needed it to go on a little bit more okay. or a little bit earlier. And uh, I'm cooking it. The rice is going fine. And I'm like, I got to add the vegetables in here, which are frozen. So I'm adding those. We take all the meat off. It's like kind of a frantic mess at the end of it because people are like taking stuff inside to stay heated while I'm trying to like organize my, my table and everything. Oh, no. And uh, I get to the point where i have the vegetables in the rice and they're they're cooking up we took the meat off and then we had pot stickers that we forgot about so we threw those on the griddle you forgot about the pot stickers yeah joe uh i know so (sighs) i go and i take the eggs and i just dump them right on the rice no yeah and i was like oh no no shit okay so I just, I'm like, well, we're going to go with it. We're going to have a rice omelet for part of this. <laughs> and I just start mixing it together and like trying to scoop away as much rice as I can from the egg. And then all of a sudden, the sizzle stops. <gasps> Do you run out of gas? I ran out of propane. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, no, this is a disaster. Things We, we tried a vol- like the onion volcano train and everything, <laughs> and that didn't work. Did. And like, I was like, this was a disaster. This started off really well, and this is just a disaster. I'm sorry you all wasted your time coming down here. 
I bet it still uh, tasted delicious. So we went inside and finished cooking everything on the stove. We grabbed the walkout and I cooked the fried rice just in there and got the eggs all cooked up and it was fine. And then finished the pot stickers on uh, a cast iron that we had. And, and it was fine. It was good. It was good. It wasn't great, but it was. <laughs> you know what? Disaster. It was the experience. That's why everybody comes to Hibachi for the experience, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. And then uh, yesterday we went over to the sandborns to jordan and josh's and mm-hmm. uh and we had some brunch gross yeah it was it was delightful guess what we had we had chorizo tacos i'm not even gonna let you guess uh, what part <laughs> of chorizo tacos are brunch joe that's just lunch there, there's eggs mixed in it oh my god and bacon and potatoes ridiculous yeah how was your weekend my weekend was pretty good. Um, so my parents were in town. So they got in last Wednesday. Yeah. So they've been they've been in town. But they left this morning. So they were in town Wednesday to today. Uh, today mm-hmm. is Monday when we're recording this. Um, so they were in town. We did a lot of family time. Um, like yeah, we uh, Friday night went out to dinner with my uncle. Uh, yesterday uh, took Ben over to my grandparents to meet so he could meet my grandparents for the first time. Uh, so that was pretty neat. Nice. They were very happy to meet him. Um, so it was uh, a lot of family time, just kind of hanging out. Uh, Saturday or Friday, it was beautiful outside. I took the day off work, and yeah. we just sat outside and then hung out um, okay. on on all day in the sunshine. So it was it was a lot of fun. Um, very nice, very relaxing. It was nice to have like people around. My mom kind of asked when they came in, they're like, you know, how can we make you know our stay like the best? And I was like, honestly. Uh, sometimes just kind of watch Ben so I can sit on my phone for five minutes because I've forgotten what that feels like. Um, yeah. Because he just walks around and destroys and takes things off shelves. Right. And that's like, yesterday, I it, this kid is obsessed with taking things off shelves. He had, yeah. we took him over to my grandma's house and we were sitting in the carpet in the living room and the TV stands behind me. And okay. he had all his toys and like a few cousins were around playing with him. Like he had people and all he wanted to do was turn around and take the picture frames off the shelf behind me. That's all he wanted to do. I'm like, dude, there's so much else out there. Just pay attention to something else. Right. And he couldn't, he just had to take picture frames off the, off the shelf. So kids a menace, uh, but it was nice. It was nice having a little extra help and support throughout, uh, throughout the week. And my mom got to, you know, see him and hang out with them. And they haven't really, I mean, they came when he was about a month old and they haven't seen oh, him really? since. So really? like, just cause you know, COVID and we didn't do anything for Christmas. Nobody traveled. Um, yeah. they live in North Carolina, right? So it's not super easy to just get up here and see him. Uh, so it's been, uh, it was, it was just really nice that they got to hang out and see him. And, uh, we all had a really good time. So that was fun. It was cool. a good time. Your, your mom posted a picture. Well, several pictures of yes. him on Facebook. And holy crap. I, I've i seen Ben in person several times. Yes. And he is just a mini you. But these <laughs> pictures that your mom posted literally just look like you with red hair. It's absolutely wild. Katie is really mad um, because she did, you know, all the work to grow and right. birth and, you know, raise this child and feed the child and... Um, and then to tur- for him to turn around and look like me, uh, drives her nuts, drives yeah. her absolutely nuts. She hates it. Yeah. He looks just like you, except for that red hair. Except got for that. the red hair. He did that get that. For- he'll never, hair. he'll never not have that. Right. 
That just means the next one's going to look just like Katie. There you go, with dark brown hair. With dark brown hair, exactly. That's exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, he had... It is is definitely... But there are some pictures where he looks a lot like Katie. Like, in the pictures my mom posted, he did look very much like me, especially with the the eyes, like, when he smiles. Yes, smile with the eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just you. But there are some pictures where he looks just like Katie. Um, and uh, yeah, Katie's very jealous. She tweet. She actually sent out a tweet today, and she said, "There's nothing more frustrating than people saying your kid looks like your husband." <laughs> so it's fun. It's fun. It's yeah. fun for me. Well, that's cool. Glad you could see them. That's that's a that's a good weekend. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty good weekend. So, Joe, I promised you this time. Yeah, I promised it to you. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you run free for the next like two to three minutes. Okay. Here we go. The Oscars was last night. It was pretty good. Um, it wasn't as exciting as it had been in the past because movies weren't released last year. Like you didn't go to the theaters and see a lot of movies last year. I thought that too. Uh, I like there wasn't a lot of hype around this Oscars. Yeah. And then on the there same- wasn't. I don't think a lot of people watched it. I saw I saw the, the tweet about the stats. I think like yeah. last year, twenty six million people watched it. And like this year, six million people watched mm-hmm. it. Like it really, yeah. But it really dipped. Um, the whole feeling of it was very intimate. Like instead of like a red carpet, red carpet like walkthrough, they did like cocktail hour. Like it looked like a cocktail hour. Mm. Like it was at a very like, um. Just wow. mellow, low key, when Just they would talk with the nominees and stuff for pandemic reasons. Yeah, I think there because there was not a lot of people like during the actual award ceremony. There was maybe two hundred people in the audience, oh, maybe wow. two fifty. It seemed like it was just the nominees, and that was kind of it. Wow. Maybe like they could each bring somebody. Um, so the the ahead of time like pre-show like oh you know look at your dress let's have a quick interview like that was all during like this cocktail hour um the best way i could put it is like the patio at um founders in grand rapids is what it reminded me of huh that's actually a really good reference uh that almost nobody listen that listens to this podcast will get (laughs) but yeah yeah um so some modern like patio but uh but then the uh the actual award ceremony took place inside a train station in LA. And I don't remember what train station is out there. Um, but one of the big train stations, they must have like a dining hall or something, some sort of hall in there. Interesting. Um, and there's only like 200 people in there, but it was, it was really it was shot differently. They had a different aspect ratio. So it looked like a movie. Um, they shot in like four, nine or whatever. They that shot is. in two, three, five, one which is a widescreen cinematic format. Mm. Most movies you see are shot in that, in that aspect ratio. It seems, seems like they really leaned into the artsy part of the thing. They did. They did. But, uh, but it was good. I mean, um, I wasn't like as into it. I was tired. Our house was a mess. Like I just wasn't mm-hmm. like full on into it. Like I was full. So I didn't eat any of the food I made. Like it was, it was, it was just, it was good, but you know, it wasn't great. Um, huge like shocks for me in some places like Frances McDormand won best actress which I was not I did not put that down I was not betting on that but mm. okay whatever uh, <laughs> Nomadland won best picture 
which I did put down, but it's a boring movie. Did you? It is, what is No Man's Land? Nomad Land. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I, it's about a older woman who just she doesn't have a home. She just travels in mm. her van, lives in it, and does like odd, odd, jobs, odd jobs. Right? Yeah, you told yeah. me about that last time. Um, and they did best picture, and then they did best actress and best actor, which normally best picture is the last award of the night. Okay, so I heard so, about this. And I want you to confirm it for me. Did they it, move it because they thought Chadwick Boseman was? Yes, going? Oh, I my. would put all of my money on. They thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win this award, and it would have been an amazing tribute for this amazing man and great actor. You know, and that's really how they would have closed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And freaking Anthony Hopkins won, which Anthony Hopkins is amazing in The Father. I would say he's better in The Father than Chadwick Boseman was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. But Chadwick was very good in Ma Rainey's, and he had The Five Bloods come out, and Black Panther was a huge success. Like everything led up to this moment for Chadwick Boseman. And Anthony Hopkins won, and he wasn't even there to accept the award. Because why would you be? You'd like. And he he gave a speech this morning. He's like, I had no idea. Like, I really did not think I was going to win this award. So I'm, Joaquin Phoenix said Chadwick Bo- or said Anthony Hopkins accepted it on his behalf. And that was it. That was the end of the show. That is embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I bet. I how bet does, they waited for Chadwick Boseman. How does the organizer of the event not know who won? Like these only these the, votes only don't come in the day of. Well, they uh, they go in, into an accounting firm where they are sealed, and only two accountants know who the uh, the winners are uh, until they're opened on stage. That seems a little dramatic, don't you think? Yeah, I but, guess uh, it is the artsy the artsy awards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was good. Uh, I liked all the movies. Would recommend go watch Sound of Metal. That's my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime. Riz Ahmed is amazing. Uh, it's very, very good. But yeah, it was it was a good. I'm glad the Oscars happened. Can't wait to watch more movies. Hopefully um, next year is better. I feel like like more blockbusters will come out later this year, and yeah, especially with them releasing it on HBO Max, like all the movies getting released on HBO Max too. Like it should be better next year, I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will be. And and there's you know bigger movies coming out, and you know more more people are doing more movies on like Hulu and Netflix and Prime, and and those are good good places to watch them. So so I think more fr- are going to get nominated from those. Those well, places. There it is, Oscar. Stop being so crotchety. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Oscars. It was exciting. It was fun. Glad it happened. Can't wait for next year. Good. That's it. You're done. You're cut I'm off. Done. I'm done. No more movie talk. No more movie talk. That was pretty good movie talk, though. I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd... Anytime you want to talk again, we can. Here's my here's my res- rebuttal to this is, um, two things. One. Mm-hmm. It was a pandemic, and people like still wouldn't didn't watch all those artsy movies. Two, right? Maybe the movies are too artsy. Did we ever think about that? Yeah, that's a good good thought. I mean, these ones they're not. I've seen some pretty artsy ones. The artist very artsy. Huh? Who would have thought? Uh, the father has some artsy elements, but they're done very well for a very good reason. Okay. Um. Nomadland is shot beautifully. 
but is boring as hell. <laughs> See, <laughs> I just like they gave the best picture to the boring movie, right? Like, exactly. Come on, come on. Know right? the audience. Know what and. Because didn't like Endgame wasn't it the first time like a Marvel or Infinity War was the first time a Marvel movie was nominated for one of these? So Black Panther is okay. the first comic book movie to ever be nominated for Best Picture. And like the Marvel, the MCU takes up, I don't know, 15 of the top 50 uh, movies of all time, right? Like grossing yeah. movies of all time. Yeah. So it's just ridiculous that, that mm-hmm. they, uh, at one point, I get it from the integrity of the art form, right? Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But if a lot of people are watching it, maybe it should be nominated for some stuff. Right. I don't That's, know. I guess I'm still, yeah. I guess I'm still just mad that Viggo Mortensen didn't win one for breaking his toe while kicking the orc helmet, the Urukai helmet in uh, two in towers. Two but, towers. Yeah. That's yeah. just me. Mm. But boy, return of the King won every Oscar it was nominated for. Good. It should have won more. Think- I think it might be tied for the most Oscars won by any movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that part. Should know that part. I think it won 12. Good. Deserves more. Should have won them all. Should. Full sweep of the Oscars. Exactly. All right. Let's get out of here. I'm talking about movies for too long. Tell me some news. Let's talk talk about some news. I have some bad news for both of us. (laughs) I hate it. I know. I hate bad news. Joe, they're raising the price of diapers. Damn it. Yeah, CNN posted an article about it. So apparently it went up 10% already over the pandemic. Um, really? Which I didn't know because I didn't have my kid until halfway through the pandemic, right? So I wasn't really yeah. paying attention. Um, but yeah, apparently it went up 10% over the pandemic. Wow. Which I think a lot of things did. Like a lot of prices were raised over the pandemic just because mm-hmm. like scarcity, you know, all that, right? right. Um, so yeah, here's some quick facts for you. Diapers cost on average $80 a month to the average Ooh. household. $80 a month. Wow. Uh, which is, I mean, crazy, right? Uh, yeah. So it's like $1,000 a year almost. Um, yeah, it's insane. And then they're expecting like anywhere between an 8% to 10% raise in the price already. Uh, really? Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. And then the other ridiculous part is that you can't buy diapers with any like grocery assistance programs like snap right. or food stamps or anything like that. Uh, the same thing with like, uh, like feminine hygiene products, right? You can't yeah. buy any, it's ridiculous. Like you need those things to live. You can't just not have those. And they charge a ta- Like some States charge as much as 7% tax on diapers. Damn. Is that nuts? Nuts. 7% like, so it's just crazy to me that, and we could talk, you know, a lot about taxes and the structure and blah, blah, blah. But luxury tax on diapers? Like, you can't just not yeah. have diapers. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the argument in quotations would be just get reusable ones. Go get fabric diapers. Yeah, but, but you like, have to, like, pay for a service to clean those. You can't just wash those in your wa- in your yeah, washer dryer. But, I mean, I guess you could. I mean, I don't know. My mom says that she used to use them for me and my sisters, but I have no idea how she took care of them. I don't, I don't think you can just put poop in your washer, Joe. I'm just that's just me. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you can. Yeah. Regardless, I think it's a little ridiculous. Same with that the feminine hygiene products. That tax is absolutely stupid. 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 I hate you. Why did you bring this up? I'm mad about it. I wanted to. I wanted to complain. I wanted to air it out. Go tell yeah. you know, powerful people somewhere, right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know your wife and my wife. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, and Derosia. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And the boys from the Best Song Ever podcast. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So none of those people help us. Um. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I. That's it for me too. Actually, I think we know the exact same I amount of people. That's it. Yeah. So. No. So we're gonna have to write like a, a open letter in a newspaper somewhere. Because that solves everything. Yeah. So I'm annoyed well, by it. So, Joe, prepare your wallet. Be upset about it. Diaper prices are going up. It's ridiculous. I guess I better teach the kid to use the bathroom. Yeah. To use the toilet. When, I, I know this is a silly question. I should mm-hmm. know this considering I have a child, but when do you start you do. potty training? Two years That's old? a good question. Two? It's debatable. Okay. Everything with, I think, adulting and parenting is debatable, well, right? Of course, like, yes. You could fight all the time about it. So Except we actually for brunch, have a, brunch, a trash brunch. Shut uh, your mouth. Food, yeah. Just, just shut your mouth. Just, 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 just shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, we actually have a training seat for Cora now. Oh. Um, she's only been on it a couple times and hates it. But we have bought pull-ups for her, so that way she's at least used to, like, oh, in order to do this, you have to pull up your pull-up. Okay. Um, we don't have them right now, but that's because Kayla's mom got us some from Sam's Club that weren't pull-ups. Oh. Um, so, I mean, she just so, got some diapers, and those were the brands that she got. But, so uh, she wears pull-ups, like, most of the time? Um, she had for a couple months. Uh, maybe a month. I would say maybe a month, actually, straight, she was in pull-ups. Um... Again, she still doesn't really understand the concept of it, but we want to start just kind of introducing her to the potty seat. Like, hey, here's this. This is what you do on it. Yeah, like, slowly, like, easing her into it and getting mm-hmm. her comfortable with it. Yeah, Kayla Kayla was potty trained before she was two. Okay. And she wants to kind of set that goal for Cora, which is fine. Cora's smart as a whip. She's a, she's a smart girl. So I think that, you know, once she gets the hang of it, she'll understand it, but it's just kind of guiding her there. And then also, I mean, like, She's short, like, she's still 17, 18 months, so, like, we need to pick her up and put her on the potty. She can't just, like, walk up to it. Yeah. We have steps for her, but. Yeah, she but still yeah, needs so. to, like, get up there, right? Yeah. So, so it's a work in progress, but uh, I think I think usually around two is probably when it generally starts to happen, the training process. Yeah, that but. makes sense. All right, well, now I know. I have time. You have time. You have, you have loads of time. Speaking uh, of, I have to tell you a funny story now that we're talking about potties uh <laughs> and it's not it's not for me i'm just gonna lay it out there it's not a, uh it's it's about ben so sometimes we like to let ben go diaperless right like not yeah. for long extended periods of time but like if he's if we t- change his diaper and yeah. see he's like a little bit red right on his butt mm-hmm. or on his legs we'll be like all right we'll just leave the diaper off for a little bit let some air flow uh and yeah, every now and again he'll pee on the floor, right? He just that happens. Right. But we're never he's never like diaperless for so long that it's ridiculous. Uh well, so Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday, we as always took his diaper uh, like he mm-hmm. was he needed a diaper change, diaper was full of pee, we just took the diaper off. It was a little bit red on his leg and I was like, "All right, well, we'll just leave the diaper off for a little bit." My mom was sitting right there and uh he was not, he was naked for 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds. And my mom, he like crawled towards my mom and then stopped. 
and looked up, smiled, and then started crawling again. My mom goes, oh, he just peed. And I went to pick him up. And he had peed. And as I picked him up, he pooped right on the floor. <laughs> right on the carpet. <laughs> the kid was diaperless for like 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds the kid was diaperless and pooped right on the floor. Oh, that sucks. Uh, uh, that's rough. What? Uh, this is a weird question, but we're parents, so it's not that weird. What kind of poop stage is he at? So he has what I will call big kid poops occasionally. Okay. So he's eating I would like just about one one meal a day. Um so he like was is going from like baby poop to real like normal kid poop back to baby poop. Right. So alternating back and forth depending on what he eats. Gotcha. Was this a big kid poop? Yes. Uh. Yes it was. Makes it that much worse. We uh, we've only let Kayla. We've only let Cora <laughs> run. <laughs> God, I hope you let Kayla run around with a, without a diaper on. Come on. <laughs> oh, jeez, it's been a day. Uh, I'm one truly in, and this is what happened. Oh no, it's a truly. Um, we let Cora run around diaperless, not very often, but every once in a while. And a few sure. weeks ago, she was diaperless and was like climbing on the chair, like doing everything fine and just stood and just like peed all on the floor. Like and mm. she's she's again 17 months, so she holds a lot of pee and it was just all on the floor and we oh, you know no. stopped it up and sprayed it down with some dog pee spray. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Oh, I tell you what, yeah. do not buy good furniture or rugs until you're done having kids. Just gonna th- oh, absolutely. for anybody that should be common sense, but listen to our stories and understand that you don't need nice furniture because somebody's gonna pee on it and then they're gonna poop <laughs> on it, and then you're gonna realize, wow, this thousand dollar, fifteen hundred dollar couch I just bought is ruined. Yeah, and you know, after one crazy night, it might be you. Yeah, it might be. It might be. That's All right, let's get into this, Joe. We've been here 31 minutes, so there's our 30 minutes in and out. Let's get into it. That's it. All right, let's do it. All right. Uh, Yeah, so Kayla actually gave me these questions a long time ago. Oh, good. It's uh, nice to see that we can finally, you know, do something for Kayla. After, after, you know, six months. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And we thought they were good. We thought they were good questions to just chat about for a little bit. Um. So I guess I'm I'm just going to kind of tee this up to you uh, in one question for for the first one. And then, you know, if we want to answer it in parts, we can break it down from there. Yeah. First one was, what's it like switching from a husband to now a husband and a father? And how do you balance that relationship Uh, with your wife, with your child, two, two of them, all that? So I really like this question because I think you and I are going to have very different answers. Okay. So I'll go from being just a father, like what, it, or I'm sorry, just a husband, what it was like to being just a husband. Yeah. I, it was a lot easier when you're just a husband because you really only have to care about like one other person's happiness. You care about your happiness right. and one other person's, right? So like, there's a lot of trade-offs in marriage and, and you, everyone on this podcast knows I like to golf a lot. 
Uh, and this mm-hmm. is just the example I think of in my life, but like it takes like six hours all in to like golf 18 holes. Right. So that's like basically a whole Sunday or at least half of a Sunday or a Saturday. But right. when I was just a husband, right. When it was just Katie and I, like I would make up for it on the other day because I could spend all day with Katie on one day and then golf the next day. Right. Um, yeah. And it was pretty easy to like make that trade off and you didn't have a ton of responsibility. And like, uh, it's just all you're thinking about is like, okay, am I doing enough to like make the other person in my life happy? Mm-hmm. And I think that was like, it was so much easier then to do that because now yeah. it's responsibility. So you want to like, now that you have a child, it's, if I'm going to be gone for six hours, all of my responsibilities go on my spouse, right? Yeah. And it's so much different trying to, to just put that on somebody. Um, mm-hmm. And I, th- I think when I go back to that and like the last part of the question, like how do you balance your relationship? It's, it's so much harder because your priorities shift. And for me, especially like, this is my first summer where I have a kid. So I want to do the things I did like before, right? I want to go golf. I want to go out and, uh, you know, drink beer in the backyard, whatever it is. Um, but you have so many more things to balance. And I know that probably sounds like a pretty like simple, straightforward, like, yeah, you have a kid now you have to take care of your kid. But like, it really is different because now the things I have to reprioritize, like how I'm thinking of, okay, is Ben getting all the things he needs and is he happy? Right. And then it's okay. Now is Katie getting all the things she needs? Is she happy? And then whatever's left, you know, is, is what you get. And that's not a, Oh, I don't get any time for myself. That's just the way you have to look at it. I think. Uh, and that's the, the way you balance that is that, you know, your spouse and your child, they come first and you're just going to find that there's just a lot less room and time for, for those other things. Right. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, I would say that's actually kind of, you know, I don't think we're actually going to be that far off. Um, You know, I was with Caleb for a long time before we got married. So our relationship has been going on since 2008. So we'll be together for 13 years this fall. It's ridiculous, Joe. Right? It's insane. Um, So getting married for us, you know, it wasn't like a huge... Uh, change because we had already been together for so long and when we got married we had lived together for five years or four years you know something like that so mm-hmm. it wasn't like we were adjusting to each other's mess or anything like that either Um, so becoming a husband wasn't you know really a, a huge change other than now you know kind L- of last names money. and insurance right basically yeah yeah exactly everybody's money goes into a pool you get on each other's insurance mm-hmm. and then you you know you kind of just go about your day um you know supporting each other balancing each other's personal lives and everything like that um where i am very social uh kayla is also social just you know not as much as i am where i i could do something different every day of the week and be totally fine with it like not sitting in my house and like taking a breather you have too much energy yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so so being a husband in that aspect it's like okay you know finding that balance between my personal life and my time with my spouse mm-hmm. which was huge um so a lot of it became incorporating bringing kayla to things you know having my friends be kayla's friends stuff like that sure 
um, which actually has always worked out well. And Kayla is friends with almost all of my friends. Um, and, uh, and getting to the point then where you're a father is that switch now, right? You do have that responsibility. You can't just go hang out with the boys for a whole weekend, right? Like just get right. away for a weekend. It's like, okay, if you're going to do that, Kayla's stuck watching Cora for a full weekend, you know, she's got to cancel any plans she has or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know? Um, so it is finding that, that even balance of responsibility, fun and social and, and all that. And it's, it's rough because like you said, you know, Cora's needs definitely need to come first. And then from there is Kayla feeling supported and taken care of. And then, you know, how am I doing? I agree. So, yeah. I, I mean, that's yeah. the hardest part is that like, it sounds silly, but like adding in that third part of the pyramid. Right. And it's mm-hmm. the peak of the pyramid, right? It's the thing that's most important. And that's, you need to make sure your kid is healthy and happy and taken care of. And sometimes it's really easy, right? Sometimes like Katie can just take him and he's a happy baby and he'll just go, you know, he'll eat from the boob and he'll nap. And uh, if you put him down, it's easy. Right. And other days mm-hmm. it's really hard and he needs a lot of work and he needs a lot of patience. And it's really hard for one person to do that. And you don't know what, a, what that's going to be like when you leave the house. You yeah. Know, you have no idea. Like, uh, if you're going to leave that morning, you have no idea what he's going to be like that day or she's going to be like that day. Right. And it could be really bad and it could be really easy. So it's just Mm -hmm. like trying to find that balance. And I would say sometimes it's taking a risk, uh, of you, you, you have to take a risk of uh, how do I, I I lost like exactly how I was going to say it, but you know, it's, you don't know how it's going to be, but you still need to take that mm-hmm. time for you and your spouse needs to take that time for them. Right. And that involves taking yeah. over and being the person that takes on the full day of work. Right. Because you know, you've gotten that in the past or, or you know, your partners in this, so you need to do it together. So I think it's just, uh, just kind of, you know, finding the, finding the right line to walk between, you know, the, your, your spouse and your baby get first dibs and then you get what's left. Yeah, for sure. But I definitely think that that balance of, okay, I need my time, you need your time, right? Like mm. so, so every week I at least have this time with you where yeah. you and I sit down hour and a half, two hours, and we record, um, you know, and trying to make sure Kayla finds that time as well where she can go out, go get her acupuncture, go do whatever she needs to do just to chill out, mow the lawn. You know, she likes to mow the lawn. It helps her just like get do something active and like get out there and be she loves her garden and sure. you know garden in quotations and her plants and all that so just being out in nature at any point you know really helps so i think definitely finding that balance yeah i and even i'll give a little like uh you know insight to how i've done this in my life and it only started about a couple of weeks ago but like katie and i were struggling because uh she has to wake up still with men because he wakes up to eat during the night still mm-hmm. um so i've been able to get like fairly full nights of sleep. Um, I realized as a parent, you just, that doesn't happen anymore. You don't get a full night of sleep, but you get as much as you can. Right. Uh, so I've been getting more sleep than Katie has. And, uh, like we had to come and and it didn't occur to me that she is still putting in a lot more work and needs more time for herself. Right. Like she's not getting that time. 
So we had to come like, and for us, it was, Hey, we need to transition Ben into sleeping by himself on his naps. Um, Mm -hmm. where like before, sometimes he needed to be held. Sometimes he'd sleep in the crib. Sometimes. And then we kind of made the decision like, okay, he's going to nap in his crib for, uh, as many naps as possible. Uh, because Mm -hmm. Katie needed those couple hours that he would be sleeping to, to recenter, right. To water her plants, to walk around. And even if it was as simple as like, she just needs to clean up the house. So she's not stressed about the house being dirty, right. Or whatever that is. Uh, she just needed that little bit of extra time. And we, and, and we had to find that now for us, it was easy. You know, it was a, Hey, he, he just needs to, you know, sleep by himself. But sometimes that's as simple as like, Hey, let me take, him for a few hours right go do whatever you're gonna mm-hmm. do i will be the full responsibility for him you just go do what you're gonna do right yeah totally totally so i think that that's it, it's hard it is a hard balance to 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 do um but i think i think it's also before we move on to the next one i think the big big key is just being a husband is great being a father is even better but balancing that relationship is a little bit easier because you and your spouse at that moment are like, whatever happens, this kid always will be first. Did you just say easier? Yeah. You and I, that's where, that's where our answers become very different. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, adding in that extra layer, I, I have to be careful. I don't want it to come across like it's hard to balance, uh, you know, yeah, marriage and being... But, you know, it's, I would, I would say it's easy just balancing being a husband, right? Like you're mm-hmm. caring about yourself and you're caring about your spouse and the same thing. I don't want to say it's easy being a parent cause it's not, but like when all you have to do is put your kid first, that's easy. But finding right. that balance of your kid, your spouse and you all at the same time, very difficult. You know, it's yeah. gonna, trial and error. It's going to take some, like, there's going to be times where either you're not getting enough time or she's not getting enough time he or she's not getting enough time right and as you know obviously you have to make sure the baby gets all the time that that they need because that's number one but you gotta then you have to split up and i would say even it's like 80 percent kid time right then you have to divvy up 20 percent between spouse time and alone time and somewhere Mm -hmm. find that balance in that 20 percent and it's just a lot harder than i think i mean it's just a lot. You don't know how hard it is until you're in it. Yeah, I agree. It is. It is tough. But uh, and some people are just born with easy babies, like Charlie, and you can just yeah. you know be free. You just put them down. They sleep by themselves, and you get all the time to yourself, and it's no big deal. Yeah, he's a great kid. I saw him yesterday. He's phenomenal. Still great. Ah, still great. Love him. Good. All right, let's move um, on to this next question. Move on to the next one. We'll do it kind of rapid fire, like okay. Um. So I'm going to, again, ask this all combined and we can break it down if we need to. What is it like to parent in front of your family, in front of your in-laws, in front of your spouse versus just by yourself? Mm. So for me, I'm kind of the same parent and dude, no matter, mm-hmm. no matter where I am. Yeah. Um. Katie would say that I act a little bit different around my parents. And I think that's just, you know, how people are sometimes. Um, but I would say that especially how I parent, like it's, 
I'm not the kind of person that that becomes hands off or anything like that when I'm around other people. Yeah. I still I'm I'm pretty much the same across the board like I'm always keeping an eye on them. I I still like I will change the diapers even unless somebody tells me like, "Oh no, I'll do it." Right? I'll I'll go do it. Right. Um I guess the only difference between like other people and Katie is like I have Katie and I have complete trust in each other not that we don't in like our parents or in-laws or anything like that right but it's the the we've done this together for so long we know when the other one's like hey if he was crawling away from me i know that he's in katie's line of sight and she's watching him right you, yeah. you don't always have that trust and if from other people not that you don't trust them but like they just don't they don't live with a baby so they don't know to look up and watch a baby crawl across the floor when they do right yeah um sure. So I would say that when it's just Katie and I, it's probably a little bit more, um, I'm a little bit more lax of like, okay, I know Katie like is there and is watching him. And, uh, if she's in the kitchen, I can just say, Hey, he's crawling to you. And then she can look down and know exactly what to do. Right. So, yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, What's what, how, how do you change your parenting style around other people? Um, it's weird. So I, I really don't think that I change much either. Um, I would say if it's just Cora and I, we are super chill. Like we will sit on the chair and we will put on a TV show and we will sit for just hours and just watch TV. Nice. Um, go get some snacks if we need, get her a milk or a juice and we'll just like hang out. That's kind of it. Um, you know, she's really good when it's just her and I. Now when it's parenting in front of Kayla, it's a little bit more because that's most of my day is like parenting with Kayla rather than parenting myself. So it's like, okay, you know, feed the kid, wash the kid, change your diaper, everything like that. Um, Now when it's in front of my family and my in-laws, it's basically the same. Again, being with Kayla for 13 years has granted me that relationship with my in-laws too. Again, Joe Rudinger is amazing, right? He's the greatest (laughs) father-in-law. Kayla's mom is an amazing mother-in-law. She's always been there to help me out too. Just like, you know, my mom has always been the most amazing human in my life. Sure. Um, So it's kind of the same, but I've always, even even if if it's with friends or extended family, I run under the, for me, it's I parent as a community. So I tell everybody, if you see Cora doing something she shouldn't, feel free to just tell her no. Like, mm-hmm. and you have like, we want a community raise Kayla or Cora. So like, tell her no if you see her doing something bad or like putting something in her mouth or like pushing your kid down. Like, it's okay to tell her no. And like, um, so not to say that I'm like hands off, but like, you know, we just want people to know like it's okay like you can tell our kid no and you know help parent our child if, yeah if you want um but i would say yeah I, i'm pretty a relaxed human so being in front of core or our family it's just kind of like okay you know core is pretty mobile now pretty independent so there's not much yeah it's also parenting i was gonna say we're also a little in a little bit different like stages of childhood with our kids yeah. right like ben is not not super independent so he still needs a lot of like watching um yeah but yeah i could imagine like if if they're you know once they get to cora's age and they can kind of go off and play by themselves like it's a mm-hmm. little bit more relaxed yeah yeah so definitely just parenting it's just kind of like uh you know every every once in a while 
Cora will do something and you just got to tell her like, hey, like kind of sternly in front of people like, no, you like you can't do that. Like stop yep. trying to eat that crayon. Like you're like, don't eat that piece of plastic. And like you might cro- come across as a dick or whatever it might be, but that's just kind of what you got to do. Um, I have very strict uh, parents. So I think even uh, like it's it's not going to be hard for me to not be strict, um, mm-hmm. but there will be times, especially when we're in front of other people, that I'm going to have to remind myself, like, it's okay, he's just a kid. You know, not like, yeah. but like, hey, it's okay, people aren't bothered necessarily by, by him yelling, running around and yelling, right? Like, it's, yeah. those things are okay. Um, so that is, that'll be something we can discuss on another episode. But yeah, I'm definitely, I come from strict parents, so it'll be very interesting when Ben gets to that age of like, discipline when we actually need to to utilize it katie's probably gonna have to be like uh the check of of hey you don't need to be that strict gotcha gotcha yeah i feel i feel like kayla and i are are pretty pretty relaxed you know we still have her boundaries and all that but yeah when like i said when it comes to my family versus in-laws it's really kind of kind of relaxed because we're always in a group when that happens right and it's always again that community like you know if you guys want to keep an eye on her, you can. If you don't, we'll have an eye on her, but we're not gonna like hold on to her the whole time. Yeah, for sure. Um and even with like I said, my extended family, sometimes I need to tell them like tell my family to stop, right? Like mm-hmm. there was a moment at Easter where Cora was like having a full on meltdown because she didn't have a nap and Yeah. Well that's that's how those things nap. go, right? Yeah. And she really wanted to drink and all that was like she was walking towards a can of pop like trying to grab it and i was like no 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 like stop so i like picked her up and she started wailing and screaming and one of my cousins were said something like just give the kid a drink and i'm like yeah except i don't have a like cup for her right now and i'm not going to give her a juice box because i don't want that all over her dress because then she's going to be sitting in the cold on the way home and like mm-hmm. i don't have another change of clothes so like no, I'm not just going to give her a drink. Like she can have a drink out of my water bottle when I go get it. I getting those like tidbits from your family about like, Oh, just give it to them. They're just kids. It's like, you have no idea. You don't know what happens every Mm -hmm. moment after like the, that's a great example. Like if you were to give her some soda, like you have no idea. She's already crabby. Now you're just going to give her sugar. And then who's going to deal with her while she's crabby on the way home while she already hasn't had a nap. Right. And then who's going to deal with her when she gets home. Oh, that's right. right. Me. <laughs> Ridiculous. Sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I think every every person kind of parents on their own. I'm sure, you know, some people feel the need to um, present themselves a certain way. Yeah. Right? As a parent. Me, I'm not like that. I kind of am always how I am, you know? I'm going to go as far to say, like, I think it is right to be the same parent everywhere. And I know that's probably a, a yeah, doy moment, but like you you want your kids to know consistency, right? Like you mm-hmm. you want them to know the same dad, same mom at home as you are out, you know, in public, right? Like you you kind of want to be the same across the board. So it's almost like it's better to be the consistent, you know, to be consistent across the board. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure other people have different styles and, and they, what works for them works for them. But uh, 
I think for us, we're just kind of no, it's kind of the same people. <laughs> no, they're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> just like brunch. Just like brunch. All right, John. Uh, this was fantastic. This was good. Um, let's wrap this bad boy up, huh? Yeah, let's get out of here. We're gonna uh, we're gonna make it in under an hour. You're welcome, world. Look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us. Who would have thought? Uh, before we go, I do want to say the uh, second season of Bluey is coming on Disney Plus at the end of May. So everybody, watch out for that. There you go. Hallelujah. Joe, do you get paid for doing Bluey ad reads? I should. You my goodness. Send him a message. Send him an email. I should. <laughs> Still waiting to hear from Sunday. Yeah, we're never gonna hear back from them. It's time, move, uh, it's time to move on. Yeah, but uh, but thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we try to keep this one under an hour, but uh, we really, really appreciate it. And and honestly, go tell everybody to listen to us. You know, people who might be interested in in what we're talking about. Um, give us a like and a subscribe and a review if you can. Um. But really, I think word of mouth is going to be the best way for us to to get out there and and share our dad adulting thoughts with the world. If anything, go tell them to listen to my fantastic and utterly correct takes on brunch. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't yet, go follow us on all our social medias. Uh, we're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we do we're doing a ton of stuff on Instagram right now. Joe uh, did a takeover last weekend. I'm going to be doing a takeover. Next weekend, we're going to keep pumping out content like that so you guys can kind of see what Joe and I do and uh, just kind of, you know, what it's like uh, being a dad. So go follow us there. And then we're on Facebook as well at uh, just search Big Dad Energy and you'll find us there. Uh, So once again, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate everything. Uh, You know, rate, subscribe, wherever you listen to this, just, you know, give us a like. It just helps us boost, uh, do a little signal boosting and let people know how fantastic we are because of you guys. So thanks so much. Uh, And, you know, for both of us, I'm Jared Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. And remember, click your tongs twice before you use them. Dead.